0: The tech world has been encroaching on the world of the realtor, which has been on lockdown for decades. There are tech companies who have been close to the edge on this deal. It would literally change the game if these rulings destroy brokerages the way that they are currently structured.
1: Welcome to the Get Real
2: Podcast. Your high octane boost of full-on reality therapy
0: for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips. Because somebody's gotta tell it like it is. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips and Heather Marchant.
2: Yes, it's a good day.
0: Oh yeah. Back home. And I mean, it was a good couple of trips summary, but we're not gonna do that this week.
2: I know. That's true. Because I think before that, I was like on location and we did a podcast in Oklahoma. So we've done lots of on location podcasts. (laughs) We've
0: been busy out there making it happen for our clients. So it's all good. Mm -hmm.
2: And that's not over. It's not over. And
0: it's fun. Yeah, we love it. But today, we're going to talk about something that we have discussed in the past. And man, it's been a long time. It's kind of cool to
2: be right. I mean... You talked about this mostly, and it's kind of cool, when you're right.
0: Like, Yeah, I mean, not completely decided yet because you know the court system works, but we're specifically talking about the lawsuit against the National Association of Realtors and other large brokerage firms. This one actually is in the state of Missouri, but as we talked about before, this is happening in multiple states. Yeah. So this is the first of many dominoes, I'm afraid.
2: Yeah, and the precedent that it sets, right? I mean... That other states, if they aren't having this issue, will start, you know, because of the precedent. So,
0: yeah. So, for those of you who don't remember, because I think these lawsuits started in like 2019. This is old stuff. Mm -hmm. We didn't talk about it in 2019, but we discussed this over a year ago, I'm sure, Heather. Yeah. This is a big deal. Okay. The basis for this lawsuit is that, well, first off, we should just say this was in Missouri. Kansas City jury, the defendants, who are collectively the National Association of Realtors, Home Services of America, and Keller Williams, colluded to inflate and or maintain high commission rates through the NAR's clear cooperation rule. And so they've been ordered to pay damages of $1.78 billion with a B, billion.
2: With a B. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Wowza.
0: Now, it goes on to say, this article goes on to say that the treble damages could result in the NAR and brokerages paying roughly $5.36 billion with a B. And it has already opened the doors to additional copycat lawsuits, which were filed just after this ruling. And there were already other lawsuits in other states they're already pending. So
2: yeah, this is Heather over here googling several of these terms, but the treble damages, it sounds like has to do with you can get up to three times the compensatory damages. So I'm like, Oh, what does that mean? And I don't know, maybe it's just a large holding company, but Home Services of America. I don't even know who that is.
0: Yeah, these are large brokerage firms. Hmm. It should be noted that REMAX and Anywhere were also named as defendants originally in the 2019 lawsuit, but those two decided to settle.
2: Oh, okay. So they've
0: already settled. They're not involved in this. It doesn't state what they settled for,
2: hmm.
0: but my guess is it's a small fraction yeah. of 2 to $5 billion. I'm assuming it's a small fraction of, of that.
2: Yeah, because it looks like home services is um, Berkshire Hathaway is uh, an affiliate. Interesting. Okay.
0: So, I mean, I guess it's a what does this mean kind of a thing. So we'll go through the article and then which it says what it kind of means. And then we will opine on what we feel like this means. Yeah. So the National Association of Realtors and realtors in general have antitrust rules, right? And these regulations are in place. But what the lawsuit says is that they knowingly violated their own rules and they lost, which is not good. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys know what antitrust means. Basically, you cannot collude to set prices in a free market society. You can't do that. Okay. And that's what they're saying they did. Now, you go back to our previous podcast, you will see that we said, "Mm, yeah, that's pretty much what they do. So yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like,
2: I don't know how you'd have a case against it. And this is the worst case scenario for them. Like the defendants in the case, right? Because in the article, it said that they're claiming the NARs, and I got a separate email from the NAR about it, that they refused to let some evidence like some things into evidence and that's what caused them to lose the case is
0: what they're saying. But, but of course they would say that. Yeah.
2: They wouldn't say what that evidence was.
0: Yeah. So this kind of all revolves around the multiple listing service and these MLS offices in each one of the little jurisdictions. So like Kansas city has its own MLS, St. Louis has its own MLS, all the little areas in Missouri, they've got their own multiple listing service. And I've never really liked them. No. We don't really participate in them. We don't like them. There's a whole bunch of rules that you have to follow when you're inside of these multiple listing services. And...
2: Yeah, it's a pain.
0: The financial rules is what they got in trouble for. Yeah. I mean, it's literally what they got in trouble for.
2: Well, it's interesting because I've told lots of clients over the years that sellers want to work with us so that they don't have to use the MLS. Because the amount of documents you have to have and you'll get fined if you don't have it and you have to have it up in so many days of things happening. There's a lot of different rules about what you can say about the property. I mean, there's so many things (laughs) that sellers don't want to deal with it.
0: And all different between the multiple listing services, right? This is not like realtor stuff. That stuff is all, (laughs) not all of it. Most of it is good. But I'm not sure what's going to happen because the NAR literally can't weather that kind of a storm. Yeah. Neither can the local multiple listing services and neither can the brokerages who have been named in these suits. yeah. And basically what it says is that the listing agents would also be prohibited from sharing commissions with buyer's agents and buyer's agent commission rates would not be published in the MLS. Mm-hmm. So all of you who've been out there buying real estate, right? For as long as we've all been alive, the way this works is Let's just take my last transaction, right? Because there was a house that was listed. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it had a listing agent. The listing agent would charge a commission to the seller. Okay, in this case, probably five or 6%, one of the two. And they would split that commission with any buyer's agent that comes along, like my agent would get a cut of the listing commission. So in essence, the sellers are paying the commission. Well, what this lawsuit says is, Hey, why are the sellers paying both sides of the commission? It's not fair. Mm-hmm. Like, if the buyer wants to be represented, he should be paying his buyer's agent. Mm-hmm. So, it completely upends how this works. So, if I want to go look at houses and I want to have a buyer's agent, now I have to, as a buyer. So, okay, so think of all of the first time home buyers who basically don't have the money for a down payment. Many of them don't have money for a down payment. So, they use FHA or Rule development loans, or all these things where they can get almost the whole down payment paid for them. Yeah. In addition to that, they have to pay their own agent. Yeah. And this lawsuit basically says the listing agent can't share with the buyer's agent. So this is horrible news. Yeah. For those who are not well off financially.
2: Yep. And our markets are already difficult for those first time home buyers, you know, to be able to get a property (laughs) in the interest rate environment and availability of properties, price points and inflation, and then add to it. Yeah. Just tack on, depending on the price point of the property, you know, several thousand dollars though that you have to pay the agent. Yeah.
0: So I hate to say that this is like literally what I said was going to go down, but this is literally what I said was going to go down. They were going to lose.
2: And we have documentation (laughs) that you said.
0: Now, I also think that there's two forces at play here, okay? The tech world has been encroaching on the world of the realtor, which has been on lockdown for decades, Mm -hmm. okay? Decades and decades and decades. Yeah. So literally, you cannot have anything to do with the sale of real estate if you are not a licensed realtor. And there are tech companies who have been really close to the edge on this deal for quite a while. It would literally change the game if these rulings destroy the brokerages the way that they currently are structured.
2: Yeah. The way it's been done for as long as I can remember.
0: Yeah. Like as long as you can remember times more than two. Yeah. This has been done for a long time. So crazy. So, I mean, what does this mean? It means that there's probably going to be a change mm-hmm. in the way brokerages are structured just so that you know. Typically, brokerages, even like you'll have listing agents and buyer's agents all in the same brokerage house, right? Not that all of the transactions are done in-house, but they're both of those things inside of a brokerage. Yeah. And inside of that brokerage, the broker is going to take a split of the commission, okay? So let's say the commission is 6% and the broker is splitting that commission with the buyer's agent. So the buyers and the seller's agents are splitting that. Mm-hmm. Now, if the brokerage firm that listed the property doesn't sell the property, that means the brokerage gets the 3% commission. Yeah. Of that 3%, they pay a good chunk of that, usually somewhere between 50 and up to 100% of it to the agent. Yeah. Then the brokerage has to run the brokerage business and all that that entails from what's left over. So... <laughs> I mean, I don't know what happens now. It's going to be pretty rough to run a brokerage when you don't get any of the revenue from the buyer side like, at all. Yeah, it's a good point. Like that revenue just is gone at this point.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. And like we said, the implications on buyers makes it more
0: difficult. And I don't know financially how the National Association of Realtors survives this. I don't know how they survived the first one, but. You get a few states piling up, the NAR is bankrupt. So I'm not sure exactly what happens, but the way that brokerages are currently structured has been on the way out for several years now.
2: Yeah, I wonder how many different MLSs there are. You know what I mean? Because if you have suits for every single one, you know, (laughs) so crazy. Oh yeah, over 1,000, 1,075,
0: wow. So let me think about this for, for a second though. In a free market, Inside of a state, why would you have dozens of different rules? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's antiquated. True. It's big time antiquated. In addition, because these outfits are small and because there's state regulations for each one of them, it's really difficult to have any kind of a tech approach that works efficiently and that's cost effective and that's actually good. Mm -hmm. All of them are behind. On tech Because they don't have the money that the tech companies have. Yeah, that's true. I really believe that the tech companies are going to come in and gobble this space up.
2: I mean, the writing's on the wall at this point. Even if they come back and appeal and they win, Ron, there has to be changes because of this. Yeah. You know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, there will be changes.
2: Yeah, they're going to have to comply and avoid this in the future by making some changes, for sure.
0: Yeah, so... I see this as rough news for buyers currently, Mm -hmm. but where there's a vacuum, the vacuum will be filled. I'm telling you this hole that is being created right now, what comes next, probably there will be good and bad in it because it's going to get filled by people who potentially don't know all the pitfalls of real estate because the tech people who are in this don't understand real estate as well as real estate people. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that there's going to be a whole lot of really cool things that happen that make buying and selling real estate much, much easier. Like, Why in the world do we have this unbelievable technology Mm -hmm. that would make the transfer of title much simpler? So true. And why are we not using the same type of digital contracts as... Tesla and a whole bunch of other companies are using Mm -hmm. that makes it way easier and cuts tremendous amounts of cost and regulation and all of this just cuts it out. Yep. I believe firmly that we are headed that direction and we are headed that direction very, very fast, Mm -hmm. like faster than I just said that. I said that very slow, (laughs) very, very fast. Like we're, we're headed there very, very fast.
2: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, and it's been happening over the course of several years. So we're just now seeing, I think, the ramp-up period of it with this type of change in the NAR's presence. Yeah. It would ramp it up very quickly.
0: Here's the other thing. I really believe that there's several things that are changing in the world of real estate and technology. We've also talked about on the show, tokenizing houses. It's only going to take a couple of lawsuits... That the SEC loses in the event that happens, right? Where people can say, this isn't a security, mm. this is a tokenized house, which I'm not sure that they'll win. If that actually ever happens, it is game on for tokenized and fractionalized real estate. I mean, that right there, that one thing would completely upend the real estate market as we know it now.
2: Yeah. It kind of blows your mind. I mean, you think of this stuff all the time, but I mean, tokenization, I just looked it up for those listening that are like, what is he talking about? <laughs> the process by which a piece of sensitive data, such as a credit card number is replaced by a surrogate value known as a token. Is that what you're referring to?
0: Not really. I'm talking about very something very similar to that, but in the crypto type of a space.
2: Mm. I'm so not up on the crypto.
0: Okay. Like NFTs, right? So okay. people were selling digital art and they were selling it a tokenized digital art. We going yes. go in and buy pieces of this digital art. And that digital art is worth X, which I always thought was kind of stupid because <laughs> that value is like so up and down. Like it's based on some, what people think digital art's worth. But real estate on the other hand, not so. Hmm. And if you take this to the next logical conclusion, if you can tokenize real estate, banks become much less necessary. Hmm. Think that through for a second. Yeah. Because if I can create RonCoin on my personal residence, my personal residence is worth whatever. Let's say it's a million bucks for argument's sake, and I can sell RonCoin in $1,000 increments, you could own a fraction of Ron's house. And if I trade my house and you have a potential... To have some of the upside in my house, that's a pretty decent investment. And those tokens then could be traded and they're actually valuable. Hmm. Now, this is a piece of like the Bitcoin thing that I could actually see making sense because there's actually something of value. The Bitcoin thing I have never understood because it is like I'm saying, okay, I believe the computer code is worth some money. If you tokenize real estate, it actually does have hard value. Yeah. Like it's actually valuable. True. And if those tokens then, or coins, or whatever you want to call them, if those things can be traded based on their value, that's a game changer. Because now I can finance my house with a whole bunch of people who want Roncoin instead of going to a bank. Yeah, That is a 100% game changer. And there are technologies out there that can make this happen. It just has to pass SEC muster. Right. It can't be a security because if it's a security, it's regulated Mm. and then they're going to put all kinds of regulations on it that say, yeah, you can't do that. Now they probably will because the bankers basically own the government. So they're probably not super excited about having that happen unless they control it. Interesting. But technology guys is doing some pretty crazy stuff in the real estate world. Not the least of which I firmly believe is upending the lock that the National Association Realtors and Realtors have had on real estate transactions forever.
2: Hmm. Fascinating. Because you're right, because all that stuff's just made up money, but real estate is not made up money.
0: So just think through all of that. And what does it look like? I don't know exactly what it looks like, but what does it look like if the NAR is gone? Mm -hmm. What if it looks like if brokerages as we know them now are gone? What if it's easier to transact real estate? Yeah. What if you can own fractionalized real estate in a very simplistic way, kind of like you can own stock? What if all that stuff is possible and it is not very far away? Very. And that, my friends, is why we have entered into the tech business.
2: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> my brain is exploding, though, just thinking of, yeah, what that... It's like a whole new world
0: of... Uh, a whole new... oh God. A
1: whole new world.
0: <laughs> well, maybe you should do it or invite one of the kids in to make it happen. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe true. we can edit this with... Is it Ariel <laughs> that sings that? <laughs>
2: No, it's Jasmine. Jasmine,
0: whoever. Disney princess (laughs) sings it.
2: Same, same.
0: I am so not a Disney person, but I do recognize that song. (laughs) And that is exactly what we're talking about here, people. So if you are a Disney fan out there, I don't understand you, but I can appreciate that one particular line in a song because it's relevant to right now. True. And that is exactly what's happening.
2: True, true. Oh my gosh, a whole new world of real estate is afoot. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. I'm more a Little Mermaid fan.
2: (laughs) Little Mermaid is amazing.
0: Little Mermaid fan, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, man, that shows my age, I think.
2: That's super helpful though. Super helpful to break it down because sometimes we read articles like that and we don't think of the ramifications that it can have on us and other people in our lives.
0: It's not good for buyers. I mean, initially, until tech can come in and help make things easier. Mm -hmm. So I've said this on the show before and maybe we'll end with this, but to think that technology is going to come in and eliminate human beings in a real estate transaction, I believe is not possible. I agree. But high tech with high touch will win this. I firmly believe that it will win over this very antiquated thing that we have going right now. That's right. So if you're a broker out there and you're listening to this and you're thinking the NAR is going to pull this off, I wouldn't bet on that. No. And I would start to think about what the future looks like right now. And I would start to get ahead of these decisions because it doesn't take very many of them to completely eliminate the National Association of Realtors. Yep. And it doesn't take but a couple of these tech companies moving into the vacuum that that creates. And maybe there's going to be some lawsuits against them because they're transacting and they're not doing it exactly like the uh, Association of Realtors that's left, whoever that is, wants them to. State associations. It only takes one of those to go the way of tech and the game is officially over. Yeah. May take a few more dominoes, but that is the beginning of the end of the way things are now. And I don't think it's that far out, especially with this current ruling.
2: Yep. Agreed.
0: So for what it's worth, guys, that's what I think is happening. And you should think through. If you have ideas about what you think this is, I would love for you to email them in. I have tons of ideas and you know maybe we can make a show about that heather but that's true i really believe that high tech and high touch is going to take this thing over so till next week get out there and make something happen
1: this has been the get
0: real podcast to subscribe and for more information including a list of all episodes go to getrealestatesuccess.com